Silly season in full swing, we give a recap of all the news that's happened between now and the last time we're on. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. And yes, we are back for 2023 and a hell of a lot has happened already. We haven't signed the team hard. No, not like everyone else. No, we are back. We are ready for... A new year, a new season, and I think this has been the most silly off-season we've had for well, a long time. It's been busy, hasn't it? And there are lots of question marks still out there, and ones that I'm not sure will actually get answered at any point. No, there's lots of permutations, there's lots of speculation, and there's been a lot of sort of really random moves that I don't think any of us saw coming. Almost as if teams have gone, there's a hat, there's some names, here's a hand... Let's pull it out and see who we're having. It's almost turned into a raffle, hasn't it? It has to a degree. <laughs> I mean, some of the yeah, moves we've seen have been very surprising, to say the least. Uh, we've actually not been on since the 8th of December. So we've had Christmas. Yes. We've had Boxing Day. Yes, that we've comes had, after Christmas. Yes, we've had New Year's. And that. <laughs> we've had Valentine's Day, Pancake Day, all these big, mass- massive national events, and we're finally back. Yeah, plenty of driver moves uh, across the off-season so far, which we will take you through. Um, And also some team announcements, and probably most importantly, Media Day has finally been announced, um, which is going to end up quite close to the start of the season. Very close. Shall we uh, start from the the oldest piece of news uh, from when we were last on? And let's kick that off with Dexter Patterson, who all the way back on the 15th of December, so that's last year, uh, confirmed that he'll be back for 2023, but not at Laser Tools Racing, which has, at that point had ceased to exist. I'm sure you know what's coming of the plot yeah, twist. Yeah. Um, and Dexter Patterson was announced at Team Hard following a successful test in the team's Cooper Leon back in November. Patterson impressed at times last year, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, certainly did. At other times looked the rookie he was. But I'm not sure the car helped. No, that is true. And now he has a chance, a shot at the Jack Sears in this car. Yeah, certainly. Um, especially if the other drivers that have come in around him, uh, which we will get onto, if they can help develop the car in the same sort of way. Um, consistency is there still having Thompson. Um, but yeah, it was, it's almost a sideways move because there was that partnership between Team Hard and Laser Tools last season. Um and it looks like he's just moved sideways into a front-wheel drive car. Patterson described the uh, decision as a no-brainer after completing the test in November, but I think if he tested a horse and chariot, it would have been a no-brainer to move into that uh, instead of the Infiniti that they were running in 2022. Uh, as of yet, as of time recording, we're not seeing an Infiniti back on the grid, and I don't think we will be for a very long time. It worked in a really weird era of touring cars i.e. it should never have worked but ash somehow got it to work yeah ash sutton and bm bmr are the wizards of making weird cars work absolutely so yeah that's dexter announced uh, and hard have been very busy with uh, also announcing another driver yes dan lloyd um we thought he might be struggling for a budget coming into this upcoming season um because of obviously that massive accident that he had at um alton park that involved turkington it was talk talks of 120k sort of like bill that was coming out of that that completely obliterated his 
for want of a better term, crash budget for the season. Um, and so we thought he might be struggling for a drive, but it seems as if um, Team Hard have helped along the way and been, been able to give him a, a seat on the grid for this season. Yeah, it's a tricky one to discuss to a degree because obviously you're going from what was a title-winning car, effectively, um, down to a car that is yet to win a race. And don't forget, Dan Lloyd won three races last season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think the term a seat is better than no seat is certainly applicable. Mm. Um, and I think it is, it, is, it is exciting. Thompson does has done well at Hards and he'll do well to have a teammate of Lloyd's calibre alongside. I think Hard have gone, if you pardon the pun, hard or home this year in their driver lineup. They've gone for really sort of either really red hot rookies or established touring car drivers to yep. try and pull them further up the grid. Yeah. And if they can get that Cooper working, and it is an if, but if they can get that Cooper working, I would expect to see Thompson and Lloyd contesting for certainly top six finishes and podiums here and there as well. Do you think he'll be able to settle into the team, settle into the car as comfortably as he did at Hyundai? I think it would be difficult just on the basis that you've got to click with the machinery straight away. And sometimes yep. when you go into a new car, it just clicks. We've seen that in the past with, with drivers. Uh, it's a different shape. I know it sounds silly, but it's a completely different shape to the car mm -hmm. he's used to. Um, the, the weight distribution will be completely different. Um, the power will be different. The ability in a straight line due to aerodynamics will be different. Uh, I suppose I'm trying to say everything will be different. Mm. And it's going to be a question of how well can he gel for that team? How well can he gel for the car? Um, and he's going to be alongside only one other driver who's got any experience of running that car, which mm. is... Obviously, they have the data from the last few seasons, but he's only going to have one driver to rely on who's driven that car. Do you think it will be a beneficial move for him in the long run? Not necessarily just this season ahead, because as, as we've just discussed, I think it will be a season of learning, a season of development, getting to know the car and stuff. We might see sparks towards the end of the season of good performances and stuff like that, but I'm not expecting much from it. It's difficult to know. I mean... There's, there's definitely a race car in there. Mm. There's yeah. definitely a fast car in there. It's just yeah, we saw that at the final round at Brands last season, yeah. where Thompson was would have won the race. Brilliant, yeah, would have won the race, yeah. But I think the question mark is going to be: Do they have, do they have the expertise and number of people who have those expertise to run a four car lineup with such big drivers? Mm. Because if you've got rookies or you've got development drivers to a degree you can do the the hard sell of you won't win races but you're going to get a lot of experience in understanding how to set up a car and you know you're going to get a lot of experience in the touring cars people like Lloyd don't want experience in the touring cars they want to, want to win races so do Thompson but could that be flipped on its head and having what will be four touring car experienced drivers will actually snowball and push the team further forward than you would get with having a couple or three rookies in the team yeah absolutely and that, that that is completely fair and I think that yeah you're absolutely right it's it's a difficult one because particularly for Lloyd who's used to winning races and competing at the front he's now got to take a step back potentially yeah um, into a car that isn't going to be out of the box fast I don't think but equally, it's, it's a challenge. Um, 
here's a question yeah. for you just before we move on to the next piece and it sort of links in um, obviously he was at PMR before he was at Hyundai yep it's a fairly similarly shaped car yeah we saw good performances out of him from an Astra that was aging and struggling is he going to pull those sort of performances out again do you think I mean Lloyd is a very good driver. Let's let's yes. get that right straight from the start. And I think that you can give him most machinery and he'll perform well in it. Yeah. My concern is that harder running a big team and do they have the numbers? Do they have the budgets to run four cars? Uh, the only other four car teams on the grid are Napa, who are massive. Napa are yeah. a massive outfit. Who will chuck resource after resource? Napa slash motorbase, yeah. And then WSR, whose budget for a car is about treble, probably everybody else's. And Hyundai last season, but yeah. you saw that it got narrowed down to Ingram and Lloyd. Effectively. Ingram and Lloyd, effectively, yeah. yeah. And if hard have to do that, you'd have thought they'd go Thompson and um, uh, Lloyd ahead yeah. of the other two. Um, yeah, I. The thing is that big drivers have gone to hard, and it's not worked out. Jack Goff springs to mind so it's mm-hmm. not a guarantee that it will nope. work out I hope for Lloyd's sake it does because I think that talent wise he absolutely deserves his spot on the grid I think a lot of questions will be has he got the patience to get the car to work if it isn't working from day one no, I, th- I think he'll be happy that he's got a drive as well oh, without a doubt but it's going to be potentially frustrating to be mid-pack now tell you what is going to be interesting and it's probably going to be my final point on Lloyd being here is if he carries on with his YouTube channel what we'll get to see almost behind the scenes yeah. um, of how weekends are going whether there's struggles whether there's highs and lows and stuff like that absolutely I'm yeah. looking forward to that if he continues it me too and to, to give to give hard some credit because I think I've sounded a bit down on the whole thing to be fair they're showing a lot of ambition mm-hmm and that's to be commended, particularly in a sport where you know, even a sticker seems to cost £7,000. You know, It's an expensive game, this, and they are showing a hell of a lot of ambition. You've got to give them credit for that. I just hope that it works out for the drivers they've got, because if it doesn't, going to hard becomes a bit of a harder sell, if you'll pardon the pun again, if it doesn't work out for someone like Lloyd, who's clearly got all the raw talent. Yeah. Okay, moving on then, we have a complete rookie on the grid, which is always mm. nice to see. Uh, he'll be making his debut. Andrew Watson is uh, going to make his touring car debut with Carstore Powermax Racing, um, who will be behind on the, the wheels of one of the Astras. He's I, still there. I am astonished that they're continuing with the Astra. So am I. It might be a new Astra. I new doubt shape. it. The, oh, have you seen the new Astra? Yeah, I have. It is sexy. It is a nice car. But I very much doubt it. Seeing how PM, seeing how PMR has been run over the last four, five, six seasons, it's just like they're, they're still chugging away with this old Astra and going, oh, we might get some good results out of it. And there are times last season where Ashhand and Crease had good times with it, but there are also quite a lot of struggles. Well, Watson comes from a sort of more a GT and endurance background. He's competed in FIA, FIA World Endurance Championship, 24 Hours of Le Mans, GT World Challenge Europe and British GP. Uh, he's also been in uh, endurance races such as the Daytona 24 Hours and the Spa 24 Hours. So he comes with a lot of experience in a different field, different discipline of racing. It's not always guaranteed to 
trans to sort of transcend into touring cars. Rick Parfit has a very good GT background and couldn't get to grips particularly with touring cars as a recent example. Um, but yeah, it's it's a different discipline for him. It's always good to have new blood on the grid. It gets boring watching the same drivers year in, year yep. out. I suspect he will be partnering Ash Hands, who we believe has got a two-year deal at Powermax. Yeah, that, I think that was possibly announced at the start of last season um, and would kind of make sense because there haven't been any other rumours circulating about any other drivers at PMR. Um, and I think towards the end of last season, Crease was a little bit out of love, shall I say, with, with what was going on. One interesting thing to note about Watson's appointment is that um, there's also a bit of backing from Mark Blundell. Uh, mm. MB Partners are sponsoring or you know, supporting the car and also supporting Andrew uh, yeah, Andrew Watson. So a potential Mark Blundell uh, pupil. We've yes. seen him bring Jake Hill through leaps and bounds the last few years. Jake Hill, of course, started off in what you would call with the greatest respects, lesser machinery and lesser teams to now be a race winner and title challenger. Yep. Not suggesting the same is guaranteed to happen for Watson, but it's certainly interesting to see how Blundell is starting to get his pupils into the sport and starting to spread his wings a little bit. And I think that's good to see. Yeah, I think that that offers a little more hope to me that he will be able to turn his hands to this kind of racing. It is very much a different form of racing to endurance racing, a GT oh, yeah, racing. Massively. So there's going to have to be a, a change in attitude probably from how he would be used to racing. Um, and it will be interesting to see how he adapts and also how quickly he adapts to that. Yeah, it, touring cars is always a, a baptism of fire. For, <laughs> certainly <laughs> is. For any driver, no matter how good you are. As I say, Parfit, if you look at his results in the GTs, they're decent, they're solid. Yep. He struggled to, to make the same sort of impact in touring cars. A lot depends on the machine you get, and a lot depends on how good the team are running you behind. I am the only, the only scepticism I have over anything PMR related is the car. Mm. We've seen what yeah. happened when Hard a couple of years ago ran the uh, Volkswagen a it's year insane. or so on yeah. over its sell-by date, and it was they were terrible. Yeah, they were. And we've seen it before with the MGs that got run over a couple of years of their sell-by date. Was it Triple Eight Racing? Um, who run, run yeah well, it was Osborne's first season yes, wasn't it yes. where he had that big role at Alton Osborne and the car Smith, wasn't it? the car was just nowhere yeah so um, and to a degree we even saw it last year with the Infinities if you run a car just beyond its sell by date it, it can really drop off and you look at the rest of the field and how new and shiny and exciting their cars are I'm just it's difficult to get excited about PMR knowing that those cars are in my opinion beyond their best well, moving on from a rookie to an absolute stalwart of the touring cars, Jelly has been confirmed for another season at WSR, um, completing a very strong lineup for the outfit this season, um, who I think are going to be looking to benefit from all that experience and club together and go for every title that they can. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. Do you not think that there's a possibility having four alpha males for want of a better expression in one team could cause a bit of a ruckus because you've got Adam Morgan who last season quietly got away of bud budging everybody up the backside you've got Colin Turkington who opted not to help Jake Hill in any way shape or form in the last season's race finale Jake Hill who has improved but still has his moments yep. and then Stephen Jelly 
who perhaps not so much as the other three, but certainly does find himself in incidents more often than not. Well, I've got written in my notes, will this be another average season for him? Oh, no. No, no, bear, bear with me. He has had poor seasons not that long ago. When he he struggled in the one series and stuff like that, but Last since season he's wasn't average, I'm not saying it was. Since he's <clears> been back at WSR, his game has certainly upped. And when I say average, I mean will he be in that top ten finishes in the championship? He was close to being the top ten finishes last year, mm. and a lot of bad luck. I, I don't, I can't remember Jelly putting a foot wrong last year in terms of mistakes he made or accidents he caused. The thing is, he's always going to be a victim of being number two. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. Or three or four uh, now. And that is potentially why, or not the only reason, but why he gets these WSR drives so often, because he works well with Colin Turkton. Turkton clearly likes him, and the team clearly like him, because he's a safe pair of hands. Yes, he's not going to get you win after win after win, and title after title after title, but he's going to score you enough points to win the manufacturers for an eighth-year running. He's going to get you enough points to compete in the teams, and he's going to take, and this is the crucial thing which we'll get to when we come to Accelerate, he will take points off rivals, and that is crucial yeah yeah certainly is um the makeup of wsr fascinates me this year because obviously you've got hill and hill running his own team morgan expects running his own team obviously wsr backs but their own team and then obviously turkington and jelly we saw perhaps at times a lack of respect between hill and turkington last year or not not necessarily lack of respect but lack of team respecting team orders maybe yeah, um, we saw that very early on. <laughs> I don't think Jake will mellow at all in that regard because I think he's going to want to... I, I think he probably felt that last year he should have won the title and it got away from him. And I think he's going to be out all out this year to make sh- to put that right. He very much seemed to mellow after the telling off that he had from Donington Park early in the season. Um, when, basically, he went for the lead against Turkington. Both of them ran wide. Ingram took the win. And then after that, I don't know, he wasn't, he certainly wasn't as punchy. No, but will he look back and go, do you know what, if I'd just been that bit more punchy at Snetton, yeah. if I'd just taken that extra place at Snet, would I have won the title? And probably not, because Ingram on that last day just bought every port in his cornflakes that morning. <laughs> he needs to patent and sell, because he yeah. was on it that weekend. But I just wonder if he'll wonder to a little degree whether last year got away from him slightly, and whether he'll be out to just for himself this year in that way. Turkerton's Turkerton, who will why take fourth and fifth will do. Do I dare say, what if things don't go to plan in the first couple of rounds and Jelly is actually pushing towards top three in the championship and going, hang on, what about me? As much as I like... Does Jelly's time ever come? As much as I like and respect Jelly, I think he's got a bit of an unfair deal over the years. Out of those four drivers, I would be stunned if four races in he's leading the BMWs I mean like four rounds yeah four rounds that's what I, yeah. that's what I mean four rounds in I'd be astonished if you get to the halfway point of the season you're coming into round five yeah. and Jelly's ahead of the other BMWs I'd be stunned what happens if it does well if it does I think he's got to be given a fair shot because yeah. WSR have always prioritised the winning driver yep that just happened to always be Colin Turkington yeah, yeah. but I think that if Jelly is by some I don't, miracle's too harsh, but I just don't see him being ahead of all three of those drivers. No, I, I do tend to agree. I was just 
Devil, devil's but advocate and it, such. If he is, and I, you know, I hope he takes a couple of race wins this year. I think mm. he, I say, I think he's improving all the time. He's in good a team, enough to. Yeah, he's in a team that he likes. Perhaps you could argue if you're being exceptionally harsh, he's a little bit on easy street in w, at WSR. Mm. He does enough. Yeah, he's never really going to get fired. No, he doesn't need to push too hard because he's not going to. He's the pressure's off because Turkland absorbs the pressure for him, anyways. Yep. But I like Jelly, and I hope it's a good year. Okay, should we go on to the plot twist of the off-season so far? So One la- of them. One of them. So, <laughs> Laser Tools had announced in December, uh, December the 4th, I think it was, because I was trying to enjoy a nice relaxing spa day and the news came through, <laughs> um, that they decided that they were going to be off of the grid for 2023, withdrawing all support for touring cars, having taken the difficult dis- decision to step away. Yeah, very much left Aidan Moffat Racing in the lurch, which we will go on to speak about further on in the podcast. But we thought, okay, well, that's it. That's laser done. We won't get to see that shiny blue and white car on the grid this year. Until the 1st of February, where all logic flew out of the window and laser tools were suddenly back. And they were back with none other than Jake Hill. New year, new me. (laughs) Incredibly. Um, So Hill has lost or ditched or, or... decided not to renew the rocket partnership which that's a separate question itself who's got rocket because they're not going to step away from this sport they've got the f4s they're going to stay in this sport which he effectively took from nick hamilton at the start of last season took is in as in hamilton had it no more yes yes not possibly offered a better deal or was a better prospect for rocket but rocket aren't going to in my view rocket aren't going to leave the grid they've got too much invest in the f4s Mm. they're going to want and in sport in general, they're the up-and-coming thing at the minute. They yep. are going to want to sponsor a car. Team Dynamics looking for a... Anyway, they we'll are. come to that later. They are. Um, and then, yeah, they've announced that they are going to be with MB Motorsport. I have to say, it, as much as I like the blue, and I like laser tools, and I want them, in, want them in the sport, this leaves a bit of a sour taste with me. And I know things change. I know yeah. things change. And I know that you know deals get done and undone all the time. I get that, and I get that perhaps given the poor year Ash, uh, sorry, Aiden had had with the Infinity, and the fact that he was going to have to get a brand new car, and was it going to be competitive, etc., that it, that racing with Aiden Moffat was perhaps no longer a viable option or a particularly attractive option. I get that, but to to announce you're leaving the sport, and then two months later you're back with a quote better driver, quote better. Um, car one that's going to be running at the front where you get to see the sponsorship all the time and stuff like that yes my question on the the whole matter is obviously laser tools made their own decision at the end of last season to go okay no we're stepping back we're not seeing the exposure that we want or, or whatever their reasoning was has hill or hill's team or blundell himself gone to them and gone hang on we we can offer you something here or is it laser tools going? Oh, actually, they they need they might need someone, or they're going to be at the front of the grid almost guaranteed. I think it's the former. Yeah, I do. I think it's the former. I think they've gone. Rocket aren't continuing, or they're not offering a deal we want. Let's see what else we can get. Laser have gone. Well, not for me, boy. And you've gone. Do you know what? Do you fancy running a livery on a BMW with mm. Jake? And they've gone. Yeah. That that's how I'd imagine it's played out. Yeah. Look, I get business. I get how it mm. works. I listen to Stephen Bartlett's Diver CEO. I know, you know, I know how business works. Great pod, by the way. It's cut, gonna, cut throat, isn't it? Just going to plug someone else's pod. <laughs> Great pod. Get a listen. Fantastic stuff. Can we have a plug? Pl- 
Applaud back from. Applaud back. Um, plug back. But it's. Yeah, it just leaves, for me, a little bit of a sour taste. Mm. Be, uh, it's going to be even more sour if he goes on to win the championship at the end of the season as well, isn't it? I'm looking forward to the first time Moffat is anywhere near that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I say, look, you. We need sponsors in the game. It's an incredibly expensive sport. So, so expensive. And to be honest, the exposure you get, while I think it's getting better, you're still not on ITV most weeks. You're on ITV4. You know, I'm fascinated to know how... Do Laser get any business from the fact they advertise on the touring cars? They must do. They they must do, but I don't know how they would either at the same time. I know. But I get why, business-wise, it's got to be the best deal possible, but... Yeah, I, it's hard not to feel a little bit afraid of Moffat, and it's hard to fully, for me anyway, to fully embrace the car and the um, the fact that they're remaining in the sport, even though the livery looks boss. It looks pretty good. You don't like it, do you? Not as much as me. No, not as much as you, and I don't know whether it's that mirrored effect or how the pictures have been taken in a, a sterile environment like the photo shoot has been done in, I hope it looks better in the flesh. They often and I do. think it will. They often do. I, I will say at this stage that I don't think it's as nice as the rocket ship. No. But I'm interested to see it in full flesh. Right. Moving on from Laser Tools and their uh, fantastic Liz Trust style U-turn. Let's go on to uh, the next piece of news, which it also involves a BMW, does it not? It's probably the least surprising news we've got on our announcements this, this week. Um, Turkington... Uh, is going to be at WSR. What? <laughs> uh, going again for another tilt at a record-breaking fifth British touring car title. I did not see this coming. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Will it be the fi- season that he finally does it? Or are there too many challenges once again? Do you know what? I think this is the hardest season to call. Yep. And we're also we're going to do a full <laughs> preview pod nearer the time. But you look at it and you think, not only has he got di- difficult opponents on the grid he's got two total chip contenders in his own stable yeah I'm not sure I've got enough fingers on my hands to count the amount of contenders that we've got this season well we've got 20 between us it's only 20 so you've got in my opinion you've got Turkington Hill Ingram Morgan in that car yep. I, I genuinely believe that Butcher I think is a real possibility over if he is back yep. at Toyota you can't look past Camish or Sutton nope that's seven and I'm sure I'm probably missing someone um, Cook possibly Cook possibly, and you probably have to say one of the Dynamics boys yes. because the car's good enough. Yeah. So you're looking at potentially nine, and I'm still sure I've forgotten someone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Turkington to try and take a fifth title. What an achievement it would be if he does it, and he has that experience to know what he needs to do to take a championship. But will he push at the moments that he needs to push? Will he have that clinical aspect that he needs to go and grab the ball by the horn sort of thing? I think he might have to adapt his racing style this year just based on how good the grid is. Um, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if we see a, a Turkin 2.0 this season. I, know, I suppose a lot depends on just let the other eight people knock seven bells out of each other's cars and um, I'll drive through and take the win, thank you very much. But Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a slightly different um, style from Turkton this year. I think perhaps we need to. Or do you think this is finally the season where 
he goes, okay, maybe I'm not at the top anymore. Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction now, and I'll repeat it when we do our preview. I think this is last season in the sport. Ooh, okay. Fair enough. It, I wouldn't, think, it wouldn't surprise me. I think he'll know when to go out. And I think yes. with respect to people like Neil and Plato... They want to go out on top. Yeah, they probably both stayed a season or two too long. Mm. And I think that he won't want the same to happen to him. And I'm going to get crucified here. I think he is over the hill. And I think we saw last season just moments where I think that we've had his peak years. And just, just moments creeping in. A few mistakes. Yep. Um, Knock Hill. Knock Hill. Yeah, exactly. Yep. A few few errors which we would never, ever, ever see from Turkton before. Mm. Ever. The only way Turkton messed up... I mean, at Silverstone, I think it got quite desperate the yes. way he drove at times. Yeah, yeah. I just think that the best Turkton years are behind us. And I think he will know as well as anyone when it's time to stop. And I think that could be soon. Mm. Right. Another a- rookie. Another rookie. And this time... And this is a rookie I'm really excited for, to be fair. Yeah, I, so am I. Because, A, this just perfectly sums up what teams like Accelerate's programmes should be about. Yep. And it's just great to see a driver given a chance. So Ronan Pearson is going to be competing in the uh, Accelerate Motorsport stable. Uh, the 21-year-old will make his uh, touring car debut in the Hyundai this year, having been a part of Accelerate's BTCC Young Driver Development Program. Uh, in 2022, he spent time working alongside the BTC team to get an insight into how it worked at the top level, whilst racing in the minis as well, taking a couple of wins along the way. I think he's a real star for the future. I don't, I don't expect a great deal from him in his first season. Looks a little bit like Ash Sutton, I think. Is and I, I'm hoping he, he might have some of that fight in there that Ash does. There's a potential, isn't there? But yeah, he will be with Nick Halstead and Tom Chilton and obviously Tom Ingram. Um, I'm really, as I say, excited to see Pearson make the step up. And I think it's a, a step up that's deserved. I think that it's great to see drivers doing well in other feeder series then get that chance in touring cars because a lot of the time unfortunately it comes down purely to money rather yep. than to talent um, so it's great to see this stepping stone actually work and actually you have to potentially ask the question don't you are Accelerate now ahead of hard when it comes to bringing talent through? Yes I think so um, Hard have always had a policy of being able to support drivers that haven't necessarily had the budget there. And we've seen a change in that this season, especially. But there have also been recent seasons where you've gone, okay, that, that driver's got a decent a bit of funding behind, decent bit of sponsorship, and, and he's able to get his way in and not have to have that almost subsidy that hard offer. It's just interesting because hard have almost gone full Red Bull. I we've got a driver program, but we're just going to bring in drivers who we, yep. who you know, who we know and trust in the series. Whereas Accelerate have gone perhaps more the traditional Red Bull route of we've got a driver program. We're going to give him a go, mm-hmm. and it's good to see. And I think also you look at some of the drivers Accelerate have on their books at lower series. They've got some hell of a few oh, talents yeah. on their books lower down. Yeah, they've got. Fingers in many pies as well, not just minis and genetas and all sorts. So it'd be interesting to see who else they bring through because Tom Chilton went gone forever. Nope. Um, Nick Halstead is an interesting one, I think. Yeah, we'll see how that one progresses over the season. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what Ronan can do. We'll be competing in the Jack Sears. I think it would be a bit too much to ask he wins it in his first attempt. Not impossible, but I think a little bit too much to I, ask. I think it would be... 
good for him to aim to try and win a Jack Sears weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Across the season, I think that would be a good aim for him. Um, but yeah, very excited to see him at the top table of touring cars. Right, moving on, and this is quite a curveball as well. This is a big one, isn't it? It's a huge one. This this, this came sort of out of nowhere. Um, so BTC Racing last season, obviously running um, Honda Civics with Cook, um, Jade, and I've forgotten his name. Plato. Oh yes. <laughs> well, wow. Sorry, he's already out of my mind. He's he's wow, retired so and gone. Wow. <laughs> Um, they have now been taken over, have morphed into one motorsport. Um, Just one motorsport. Yeah, that's enough of that. Um, and looks like they will be running the brand new Honda Civic, if the renders are anything to go by you at least. New? You think it's new? Yeah, I do. There aren't that many changes to the new Civic, what I've seen of the standard road car. Um, so I think it might be the new Civic. It wouldn't surprise me if it is the old one though. Um, money depending always um, but it, it was it was a complete rebrand Steve Dubman is still there um, but they're broadening their reach into other forms of motorsport be that GTs um, and other such yeah Will Power is going to be taking a bit of a role as well he's involved in the one motorsport family uh, formerly of, well, potentially still of, but not announced yet, but formerly of, we assume, Team Hard raced in the series last year as well. Yeah, so th- there are rumours circulating to do with Will Powell. Um, he was part, or he had ownership, I believe, of Motus One, and that is said to be the principal team that have merged with BTC to create one motorsport. And because that merger has happened... I think it's almost certain that he may be having a role within that team driving. Nothing has been announced yet, but there is a lot of talk on his social media involving One Motorsport and how it's now part of his new brand for this season coming. We do know two of the drivers that will be there. Uh, It's going to be Aidan Moffat and Josh Cook. And the Moffat, I mean Cook, yeah, makes no surprise there. The Moffat one is fascinating because in terms of TBL license distribution, oh God. Aidan Moffat Racing had two. Yeah. Obviously the two Infinities from last season. Yep. They had two and BTC, as it was when the TBLs were dished out, had three. Yes. Presumably, Aidan Moffat isn't using both of his here, if, if either. Yeah. Which means that Aidan Moffat Racing, which he won't be racing at has two licenses that aren't yet filled. Yeah, it's almost like when, obviously, Carl Bordley had a license <laughs> last season and Rick Parfit was racing the Affinity, we believe, under his license. Um, so we think there's going to be some sort of license shuffling again this season uh, with Aiden having moved over. That takes up one of the one motorsport um, spots. So effectively, two of the three spots from last year have been filled. But with this news that Will Powell may be in and around the realms. Yep. Has he got one of Aiden's licenses? Could he move wherever he wants to be, possibly with this team, um, and be a four-car team, or dare we even think a five-car team? I think four is most likely, and the spare license from Moffat, because BTC had three. Yes. So I think Moffat puts in the other one, 
for himself and his one goes somewhere else, perhaps with Carl Bordley's, I, I don't know. And I think that we'll see Edwards and Powell run the other two cars. Is my that, to that's, me, that's my logical. that's my gut feeling yeah. as well. That, that, um, that's the logical fit. Where Moffat's goes, I have no idea. Hards could potentially take it and run a fifth, or they could run. They could potentially run Patterson's under Moffat's old one potentially, potentially. Yeah, but then Hard have already got four licenses for this season. Yeah, but they and might. then there's Carl Bordley's, and then there's two of Moffat's. Well, potentially two of Moffat's. Potentially, I think, I think yes. one of them's at BTC. Yeah. So that still leaves two licenses that, well, unless Powell acquired two licenses from somewhere else, but it's where where I'd have no idea. Yeah. But for me, the most logical thing would be that there's four at one, four into one, uh, and that will be Cook, Moffat, and then Edwards, Powell, and then yep. the spare one knocking about will go to. I mean, it's going to go to hard, or maybe an accelerate will pick up a fifth one. I, I honestly don't know where it's going. But obviously, with Moffat moving across to now One Motorsport with Cook, he's brought a sponsor with him, um, which is Starline Racing, yep. uh, which are an arm or a branch of Euro Car Parts, which he had, obviously, as a sponsor last time out. Um, and he did a media appearance with a Cupra. Um, he did, yes. Liveried Star One. Which and the livery looks pretty cool. I quite like it. It does, yeah. Um, which sort of like threw us on a wild goose chase over the Christmas period, didn't it? Well, I assumed he'd gone to hard yeah. and was going to be running a hard with. Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest wild goose chase now is going to be yeah, where where have where have the licenses gone? I know. I I think there are either one or two spare licenses hanging around that we don't have teams or even drivers accounted for at the moment. Which would be a shame if we don't have a full grid. Yes, it would. Very much so. Okay, should we move on to the next piece of news then? Yep. Media Day has been announced. It and has. it is just a short 10 days before the start of the season. The 12th of April. Um, we are hoping to be there. Well, we've got the days off. Yeah, we've got the days off. Between us, we've got four cars at our disposal, so I'd hope <laughs> that we could get there by hook or by crook. Yeah, as long as one of us isn't ill, like you have been for the last week. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it light. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting down to Brands Hatch for that day. Um, free entry, which is always nice. Uh, access to the garages, which is normally only um, for VIPs and executive guests on race days um, especially at Brands with it being in the centre of the circuit uh, so it'll be really exciting and really good to smell them again it's going to rain in it yeah probably yeah we're going to get wet I think it's soaked but yeah no if you can get along it's always good to go well I think so we've never actually been we were due to go to the 2020 launch but a little thing called COVID-19 got in the way and then the last few haven't been open to the public from memory no Oh, well, the last one was at Thruxton, which is oh, yeah, just too far. And it's Thruxton. <laughs> we all know your views on Thruxton, mate. Yes. So nice, they raced it twice. Um, hey, not this year. Makes a change. Cook is devastated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, no, we're looking forward to hopefully going to meet today. Brands is a superb circuit anyway. It's one of my favourites. Um, it's just such a cool circuit with so much history and heritage. And it's just a really fun place to go I mean, racing. We get to see the cars on track for six hours. Well, they're up to. They won't be up on, to six yeah. hours, yeah, okay. Who's there, gonna... there will be some filming and some photography along the way, obviously, for the promo shots. It's but... also guaranteed that one car won't start. One car will turn about an engine and one will go backwards in the first five minutes and end up in a pedge. <laughs> it's guaranteed. 
be at Media Day. That's been announced. Right, more news. And Team Hard have uh, managed to sign another driver. And this one I, I genuinely didn't see coming. I, I thought this chap was leaving the series. I thought he was going to go try something different, perhaps GT racing, for example. I certainly thought that once Accelerate had filled their lineup. We are, of course, talking to Jack Butel, who will be joining the Team Hard squadron for the 2023 season. Uh, the 26-year-old is back, uh, ha- having made his debut in 2020 with Sicily Motorsport. Uh, an interesting one, but I think it's a, a good move for him. I don't think he really got to grips with the Hyundai. Um, and it's a chance at a team which nurtures younger talent. Um, but yeah, I'm... It's a clear change of pace from Hard, isn't it? Bringing oh, yeah. in drivers that have had at least a year in the sport. And point score. And, yeah, you know. exactly. I think it's a little bit harsh on ATS, who doesn't look like he'll be at Hard unless they're running a fifth car. Because mm-hmm. I think he is a good driver. And the Nick Hamilton question is screaming, isn't it? Because where is he if he's not here? Yeah, he's suggested on social media that he's got a licence already for... Um, racing licence that is already for the season ahead doesn't mean he's here in touring cars though. no it doesn't that is true um, but that is where he has been for oh, yeah. for so yeah, long yeah, yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of expect him to turn up on the grid for another season but Butel what's what's he going to look to achieve at hard uh, I would have thought a, a sustained um, charge at the Jack Sears would be my it has to be doesn't it yeah We've seen, obviously, Bobby Thompson win it last year mm-hmm. in that car. At times, Bobby had some bad luck, but he also had enough to get him through the season um, and, and bring bring the trophy home. Do you think that is a realistic goal? Do you think he should be more looking for top three in the Jack Sears? Boutel is an interesting one because when he first came into the series in 2020, I thought he did really well. I thought it was a, a, mm. a driver beyond his years. Especially coming in in the Merc as well, yeah. which which was past its sell-by date. Yeah, I was impressed by him. And I just feel the last season in particular, he'd stagnated. Yep. I don't think he got to the heights he should have got to, for, based on the early um, promise that he showed in this sport especially seeing the pace in the Hyundai last season as yeah, well yeah absolutely at hard different style of car you'd argue it's more similar to the Mercedes that he did well in yep. in terms of shape so that could be a, a, a big factor I think the fact he's got Lloyd there with him will help because it's mm. going to make settling in that little bit easier and he's going to have uh, well presuming him and Lloyd get on I f- yeah <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a familiar figure that he can go and he understands having a year alongside him in a car. It doesn't matter what car it is. You, you're able to relay information in the same sort of way. And the other question is as well is, and we won't ever know the full answer to this, is that Butel spent two years developing the Hyundai. Mm. How good is he developed? Maybe he's a very good developer. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that that's possible. what his strength is. He's a, he's a developer rather than necessarily a, a, a front of the grid racer. Yep. He understands the technicalities of everything a bit better and that could really help Team Hard if they can get someone who's a technical developer of a car you'd have thought they'd have had that with Bushel though a couple of seasons ago yeah but Bushel was racing the uh, barge the barge yes, past yeah. that, wasn't he which was dead here's a question for powered you powered by hamsters <laughs> dead hamsters yeah here's a question for you then 
who finishes better in the Jack Sears, Patterson or Boutel? Uh, Boutel, I think he's got the more experience. Okay. Uh, look, I really rate Patterson. Yeah. That's why I asked the question because I know it, how it, I know you think there's a racer in there. Pat, Patterson, I'm going to do a football analogy because oh, we love a football analogy. Patterson reminds me of Bashetic, who's currently playing at Liverpool. Lots of people probably fu- don't know who he is. But no, go on. There's a bright future ahead. Yep. Don't expect too much too young. He's got a fine space to nurture and find his way into a Patterson is a young kid. Yes. He's a yeah. young he's a young chap. Whereas Buter's got three years backing. Three okay. years under his belt. Butel, I think, would be better. Uh, unless Patterson just comes out and clicks a bit and is able just to get from the off. But Butel, you'd expect to, on the basis he's got the experiences in, in the car. Right. We've covered really... Oh, we're ne- nearly there. Well, we're on the last <laughs> bit, really. Cause we we've, we've covered that one. So, Napa. Napa. Before we wrap up. Didn't really work. No, it didn't. No. We'll stick, go. stick to the day job, mate. Um, Napa Racing today, this very morning, along with some memes by you, Fantastic um, meme work on me. <laughs> have announced that they will be running four. Four cars. Four. Sam. Four. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Uh, four Ford Focuses for the upcoming season. But under the same banner, same... Li- well, not quite, because if you look closely, Cam- uh, Sutton's car doesn't have Cataclean on it, so I'm imagining you've got Napa and Napa with Cataclean. Yes, I would expect so. Um, although Valvoline is there, which obviously it they is. were running at the final round last season. Maybe it's Valvoline. Oh, my God. Um, both Sutton and Camish, we know we're returning. Um, and Osborne was almost guaranteed to be there yeah, when, when Daddy owns the team. Um, but one curveball that we didn't see coming no. was that Dan Robottom would be jumping from Dynamics to Napa, and Napa with Motorbase, I assume is what they'll probably be called. I'm just showing you now. So on the that one there has got Cataclean on. Yes. So it's slightly different, but, okay. not, but not very. You're not a fan of the livery, are you? Uh, I'm a fan of the livery to a degree. Not as much as last season's. Yeah, it's a bit what I would call blocky. I don't like how most of the back end is yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit blocky. I preferred last year's. I don't like how half of the, as you say, the back end is suddenly yellow. It doesn't really fade nicely. No. If they had like a checkerboard into yellow, yeah, like yeah. the old Seat did, maybe. But it's a nice livery. It's iconic, that Napa car. It's great to have it in the sport. Yeah, as you say, Carriage and Sutton, we already knew. They're here for the long term. Um, Robot was the curveball. I think the bigger curveball is that they're running Fords because there was so much chatter in the off season that they were going to develop something different. And Ollie Jackson, who's left to go to the Porsches, in his um, exit interview, said that there was discussions about what cars to develop and whether they should go for a real drive, etc., etc. Mm. And they've decided to stay Fred, which is. Well, um, I'm a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I, I flip-flop on this. On one hand, I really understand it. On the other hand, I really don't understand it. We know that Sutton could get a tune out of anything. Yes. Don't we? Yes. Um, we've also seen that <laughs> Camish generally does... Like Camish's luck last year was so rotten. That yes, he was. Yeah. But he had a good run out in the front-wheel drive at Dynamics. Obviously, he came yeah. through a lot of his career being in the Porsches in rear-wheel drive. I think he can take to pretty much anything. Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Um, and I think Sam Osborne is much happier in front-wheel drive because that's pretty much all he's known. Uh, I also think Robottom's going to be happier in front-wheel drive. And I don't know whether having those four drivers there together makes that decision much easier 
to go, okay, we're just going to stick at this, or whether it's the case of because they've expanded into a four-car outfit as such, whether the money has gone there to run all four cars rather than change up half the team. I think that because it's Napa-backed, I'm going to go really bold now, is that they didn't want to rush a job over the off-season. I think they'll be developing a car for next season already. Okay. And having a longer time to get it right rather than just to... Because I think you look at who is likely to win the championship. It's BMW, it's Hyundai, or it's potentially one of the Hondas, potentially. Yeah. And it's more likely the BMW or Hyundai, and they're both stuck with the cars. They've yeah. gone, we've got a couple of years behind us on this, we're sticking with these. Is it therefore sensible to stick with what you've got and wring that extra tenth out of it? And or, it's a second year running hybrid, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. So, so there's a logic. There, there is a logic to sticking with what you know, yeah, and getting the extra performance out of it rather than ripping up the rule book and starting again, because it could be a disaster. So I wonder if a Napa are actually going to, in slow time, develop a car ready for next year, whilst running this, so they've got time to get the car right. Because actually, off season to new season is very short to, to develop a brand new car. Oh yeah, definitely. So in the same way that F1 teams start work on the next, on, I mean. The, all the F1 teams released their cars for this year. They're already starting work on next year's cars. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wonder if Napa are going to do that in the background. Uh, as for Sam Osborne, I think this is a pivotal year for oh, him. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yes and no. Yes, because we need to see some imp- improvements and some performances from him. Not just us two. Just no, all, yeah. all of us. Yeah. But also, Daddy owns the team. Yeah, but Napa are so deeply involved now that... I don't think that matters so much because okay, yes, it's um, Pete Osborne is involved in the team, but Napa are clearly putting a lot of money into this, and there will come a point I think that if they're not getting the return on their investment, they will. Yeah, but will they care if Sutton and Camish are challenging for the title, and between the two of them, they take home the team's title and stuff like that? But what do fans remember more? Remember more Ash Sutton winning a race or Osborne in the ball for the seventh day or seventh. Yeah, it depends rain. on the fans. Okay, what do investors see? We have a tendency to see the worst rather than the best. And mm. if you've got a car who's constantly at the back of the grid, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't the ones know. at the front of the grid always get the more coverage. So until the, the ones at the back of the grid are off in a field, <laughs> or upside down, or on fire. Yeah. Or all three of those, yeah. and it's raining. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a really big year. I don't think there's anywhere for him to hide this year. Not suggesting he has been hiding, but you look at Row Bottom, race winner. Camish should have had a title under his belt. Sutton does have a title under his belt. And by the way, he's got more than one under his yeah. belt. There's nowhere to hide. And Osborne is still eligible for the Jack Sears. He's, for me, yeah. he has to win. The minimum this season, he has to win the Jack Sears. Yeah, he does. That's the minimum yep. this year. I agree with that. What's the minimum for Camish? Obviously, last season he had so many troubles and difficulties, yeah. and it there were signs of it starting to click towards yeah, like towards the, the last end. third. Yeah. But is this the season where he actually hits the ground running, oh, yeah. Look, rather than starting it in a ball of flames? Don't forget, he you know, Dyington he was out because of a fire before the weekend even started. Yes, exactly. And the way the front five or six cars were last year is that you couldn't afford to miss a weekend yeah. because they were the rest of the field were in terms of the title championship, was so on it. Mm. And you actually look at it, we didn't have a, a widespread of winners last year. It was the same five or six drivers that won every single race. 
and as soon as you're back a little bit and that weekend knocked a whole weekend of development off the car mm. a whole weekend of settling off the car he was already starting a weekend behind everybody yep and it, I think it probably affected Sutton as well because yep. they had to put so much work into that car in what 13 hours or however long it took them to rebuild it that you're almost playing catch up from the yep. start a few weeks later at Froxenes turned around and it's not his fault yep yeah Camish for me just got dead unlucky last year and mm. Dark horse this season? Dark, uh, yes, but I think Sutton's a dark horse as well. Because, because, I, because I say it because I just can't look past the Hyundai's and BMWs. I really can't. The, they are two, if anything, if last year's anything to go by, they are two monstrous cars. Yeah, Mon- we know they are. The Hyundai, I still can't believe how much of a demon that was in the straight line mm. at Silverstone. It was just ridiculous. They've, they've built a monster of Accelerate. As, yeah. And BMW Soul have done the same with BMW. Yeah. Jake Hill, uh, Jake Hill and last year was ridiculous. I yeah. don't think I've seen anything like it in my life. He was dominant, cars. wasn't he? Yeah. But also, it wasn't just a dominant, it was the fact he was able to put it on the final millimetre of Where the Where he edge wanted it, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Less so for Turkington. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah. I, yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the further announcements are coming into the season. Let's have a quick speculate on that then. Yeah, so basically (laughs) we haven't heard anything from Dynamics yet. Let's go through what we know and what we don't know as a quick recap. I've Uh, I've got the list here. Go on. So we know that at Accelerate we have all four seats filled. Yes. Ingram, Chilton, Pearson, Halstead. Done. Put to bed. Dynamics. We have two seats, neither filled. And one of them definitely isn't Robottom unless he's going to do something magical and drive two cars at once. So probably not Robottom. Probably Shedden. Probably Shedden, yeah. And then we get into the real speculation. Now, for me, there are three possibilities. Okay. Four possibilities. The the number's increasing. Nick Hamilton. Yes. Brings Rocket, and it's Rocket with Dynamics Motorsport. Okay. Gamble brings Car Gods. Or, and Hooch. And it's that. Butcher makes it an all-family affair. Like that for me is le- the less likely. Yeah. Or, and this is the absolute. <laughs> you are going to say this is what you posted earlier yeah, on our page. This, this yeah. is the absolute bonkers. But Plato brings Adrian Flux to Team Dynamics. Neil has said to him in an interview at Knock Hill, "I'll jokingly, perhaps tongue-in-cheek, but you can have a race of us." Mm. And I just don't. I, I, I think there is another option there still. Go on then. And that is Neil's son, or one of Neil's sons. Yeah. Stepping up from TCR. Had a really good season last time out. Was it Henry? Henry, yeah. Um, And I think that could probably be... I think it's between him and Gamble. Do you? In my mind, okay. it's between Henry, Neil and Gamble to who gets that seat. I can't get Butch out of my head. I think he'd be mad to leave. Do you want some time alone? (laughs) I think he'd be mad to leave Toyota, but I I don't think it's impossible him and Shed and team up as a family affair. I don't and I just the Plato thing But why at Dynamics? Why wouldn't Shed and go the other way? Well that's true, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. I think if they were gonna team up together in my mind, Shedden is more likely to go to Speedworks yeah, okay, that's fair. than Neil and family and co are to yeah, have okay. Butcher at Dynamics. Yeah, okay. Butcher at Dyma- Dynamics doesn't fit for me because I don't... 
I don't see how he fits. Okay, no, I can understand that. I can understand that. And the Jason Plate one, I just can't get out of my head. It's not going to happen, and yet. And yet. You like to dream, don't you? Right, we've then got over at uh, BTC, one, one Starline, whatever, Josh Cook, Ada Moffitt, and at least one other seat. Yep. Probably Edwards and Powell. Probably. Yep. We've then got all four at Napa, which is Camish, Sutton, Robottom, Osborne. Done. We've got four at Hard. Thompson, Patterson, Lloyd, Butel. I think they've got a fifth. Yeah, just to clear up, that is the four hard licences, TBR licences, cleared up. Yeah. But there is Carl Bordley's and possibly an Aidan Moffat licence yeah. rolling around somewhere. We've then got the three Toyota Corolla licences at, at Toyota Gazoo Racing. No announcements. Butcher. I would expect Butcher. Aaron Taylor-Smith. Quite possibly. And the third driver, I think, will be a rookie we've never heard of from the Toyota pr- package I program. I think Nick Hamilton goes there. Do you? Yeah. Okay. From, from what about Andrew Jordan? He's raced a Toyota before. From news and rumours that I've heard before, there was possibility of linking Nick to Speedworks last season when they were meant to have a third car. Yep. And I think now that they have confirmed that they've got a third car... Well, they confirmed they had a third car last season, but... Yeah, I know, but that was a loan licence, whereas this has actually come from the Sicily group. Presumably. Effectively, when Sicily dropped out, there were two licenses. One went to WSR and one's gone to Speedworks. You assume? I would assume, yes. So I think that opens up a possibility there. It does, it does. I think ATS to Speedworks makes real sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. He's a former race winner. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he got the chance to prove himself as he could at hard. No, I'd agree. And I think... He drives better than the Cupra. I'd agree. Drive. I think they've been left in the lurch a little bit by Collard's decision to, to leave the sport entirely. Um, because yeah. I think he, no, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying, saying that I think he was getting to... I think they pr- probably thought they'd have that for a while. Mm. But I still think that we'll get a rookie from their... Like Sam Smelt, to a degree, okay. who's on their programme. Yep. I actually don't rule out Sam Smelt being the one to come back. I'd love it to be Jiggy, but I just don't see that one happening. No, I don't see it being Jiggy. Um, I don't think he's got budget. The only other thing I would say about that one potentially is Michael Kreese. Uh, he could dynamics. See, Michael Kreese could work at dynamics quite well. Mm. Possible, possible. Because they want someone who's going to be media friendly at dynamics, because that's always been the way, isn't it? Neil and Shedden, if you like them or lump them, have been yeah. media savvy. Yeah. Um, okay, then we've got WSR, we've announced that, Jelly, Turkton, Hill, Morgan, we've got Watson at Powermax Racing and a TBC, although we'd expect it to be handed, he was given a two-year deal at the start of 2022. One thing on WSR and Morgan more specifically mm-hmm. is I'm very curious to see what livery that car's going to have. Yes, me too. Whether it's going to be, whether he's bought car gods with him, mm-hmm. whether he's going to go back to that red Mac Tools livery that he had at with the Mercedes or Wix unlikely to be Wix well, but um, yeah I'm, I'm interested to see what that team formation is and then the only three we've not covered is Adam Moffat Racing Adam Moffat Racing Cardboard Racing and we could be here all night with tin hats trying to work out what's going on there yeah yeah <laughs> we could um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll bring you up to date with information as it comes out we like to do it in chunks to make sure we get a good hour's worth this time round of news out to you. But yes, we're very much looking forward to the season. We'd love to hear your thoughts about 
what the hell is going on. The wackier, the better. Yes, yeah. Um, and if you're stalking pages of drivers and trying to work out where they're going to go, we'd like to hear that as well. Yeah, any final thoughts, any final... Pre- like, If you were to make one outlandish prediction, I've made mine in Plato, what would your outlandish prediction be? I'm not going to hold it to you, I'll give you points if you get it right or wrong. It's a bit of fun to conclude the podcast. Um, 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 uh, well, we haven't had in Because we've had no news from Dynamics... They're folded. They're not coming back. What about not having a Honda? But they've always had a Honda. Apart from in the 90s when they ran a Nissan. No, they ran a Peugeot at one stage as oh, well. Oh, my apologies. Oh, yeah, obviously, back in 2003, <laughs> yes. They're going to come up with 206s. I'm so sorry. No, but they fell out with Honda, didn't they? Well, they when lost there was, Honda backing, yes. They lost that Honda backing. But so did Red Bull Racing, and they did all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's weird stuff going on there. That's a whole different podcast. Um, WTF1 or P1 with Matt and Tommy. <laughs> um, but maybe they don't come back with a Honda. They maybe come back with a Zonda? Maybe they come back with the Mercedes or a Jaguar or the Jag. an Infinity. Gordon shouldn't smack anybody but in his Jag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that is out. I, I there think you that, go. I think that is more outlandish than Plato yes, going there, is, to be fair, because it's going to be a Honda Civic. There's no money to change cars unless you're a manufacturer back team. Hmm. If they come out of Coopers, I'm going to kick my head in, I think. <laughs> Coopers and Nick Hamilton. Uh, Nick Hamilton's <laughs> dynamics isn't beyond the realms of possibility. No, because no. I think now they've lost Cataclean, they need a major sponsor, and Nick will bring Monster Puma and or Rocket. Mm. An ABK beer because that's not on the laser tools. It's not BMW. No. Perhaps he's allowed to have it back now, is he? Yes. But, but yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot still to come. There's a lot still to speculate on. I just want to know a thing. I want to know. Yes, I want to I. know. I need to know. We need to know so we can get prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the minute it's a nightmare to prepare for something we don't know about. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll be back again soon with all the news updates that you will need to know. Um, keep an eye on our socials for updates along the way. Um, and we're also going to be looking into doing a couple of different things this season. And before the season starts, we will also definitely be having a marshalling podcast where you'll get to know the ins and outs of becoming a marshal, what it's like to be there on the day, um, and yeah, basically get you interested. And one last final thing from me. Yep. Uh, motorsport is a very expensive industry. Is. It's a very difficult industry for young drivers to break into. Yep. There are lots of young drivers up and down the country looking for sponsorship. So many. So many. Uh, just as an example, we shared one a couple of well, last week it was, uh, and you can get in at a relatively low price for businesses, and it's a good mm-hmm. chance to get involved in motorsport. So, if you are a business owner or know somebody who is, or are looking to get involved in touring cars or motorsport as a whole. There are a lot of young drivers up and down the country that could really do with your support. Or even just want your like name or picture on the car. You remember when Red Bull did that sponsorship of having people's pictures on the car? I'm, I'm sure any driver would be willing to do something like that as long as it means that they can get into a championship, get to race a weekend, not a, not a whole season even. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're aware of prices that start as little as 500 quid, which for Sam and I is a lot of money, but for businesses... Yeah, is, is is small change for some businesses. So, yeah, if you are looking for a, a new business venture this year, consider your local motorsport scene. Consider the young talent of this of this nation, because 
without backing, we're not going to get new race drivers coming through. No, we certainly aren't. Um, and on that note, we will be back and uh, we'll speak to you again next time. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 